I'll call my uh, psychiatrist later. It's episode 57 of the Insert Credit Podcast. No, it's I'm, not. I thought it was episode 58. That's um, a joke. I'm joking with you. Keep going. <laughs> I was just well, talking over you because the audience doesn't like that. Keep going, right. though. I'm Alex Chevy. Joining me as usual this week are these guys who will introduce themselves alphabetically by last name. I'm Frank Cifaldi, and that is my name, Frank Cifaldi. My name is uh, Tim Rogers, and uh, I've got my babies here. My name is Brandon Sheffield, and my name comes last in the sequence of alphabets. Great. Uh, t- Tim's babies are uh, the... You don't have to mention the babies. Okay, Just don't... People interpret it how they want to. Let's let the baby slide. Uh, Tim, do you have an inaugural question for our listeners and our panel? Yeah, I sort of have an inaugural question that I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe maybe we can do it later. Can we do it later? Yes. Because I feel like it's a good one to do later. All right. Uh, I we'll feel sti- like it's not a good start-up question. i got to get my coffee in me. We'll stick it right in the middle. Yes. Uh, so let's launch it to my first topic. Okay. How can someone most accurately assess whether a game will be worth playing during the first five minutes of booting it up? Oh well, it depends on the type of game, of course. But if it's a game with platforming in it, definitely. Does the jump feel good? Does it have good physics to it? Do you snap into place-ish when you when you come down? Like a little bit of inertia, but not too much. Uh, if if the jumping is bad, then you know you're just not really gonna have and enjoy. Not all the way through, anyway. Especially so, uh, if the game is about jumping, yeah. Yeah. And if the jumping is good, you you'll and jumping feels like a nice time to have, then pretty much whatever they throw in front of you will probably be at least passable. But you might, I mean, if, if there's not much to do with it, like in Muramasa or something like that, then it's like, well, too bad. Well, you know, I'm going to shorten it from five minutes to like one minute and say that if the uh, the title screen is cool... That's usually a pretty good indicator that it's at least going to be interesting. Um, and I don't know, like, like I, I guess I personally I gauge good as whether or not something's interesting. I don't think I don't feel like something has to be good, good for me to get something out of it. And uh, I don't know. I feel like if they got the title screen right, it's like, well, there's 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 some direction, there's some vision here, so this is at least worth a few minutes of my time. Some games have really good title screens, for example. Um, I, I can usually tell. Uh, okay, for example, if the game is uh, marketing itself on being funny, uh, I can tell within about, like... Because, you know, if the game is trying to be funny, for example, there, there's probably going to be a joke in the per- first minute, right? Yeah. yeah. At least one joke, because... Uh, they, you know, nobody's confident enough in their audience to build a piece of humor that doesn't have a joke in the first minute, which is really sad because that's the kind of comedy that I like. Uh, but I can usually tell if the joke is uh, about something in the real mm-hmm. world, 
that's cool. But if it's about video games, then I get a little wary. Yeah, well, also, the, I mean, jokes are, are tough in the at the best of times. But uh, just a game that feels like it has to make jokes instead of be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Is a pretty bad kind of situation. Well, so I I've been playing a lot of uh, a lot of Dive Kick recently, and uh, there are a lot of jokes that are related to the fighting game community, right? That are, Mm -hmm. but they're they're just kind of built into the aesthetic of the game. You know, the sounds and the sights and the the play of it. But there's a there are actual like okay, there are loading screen tips, right? And the loading screen tips are stuff like. Remember to log out when using a public computer, right? Like <laughs> stuff like like to yeah. me that's that's what made me think of uh I'm I'm like, yeah, there you go. That's you've got kind of some maybe genuinely funny people working on this. Like, and that is a joke. Addition, that's oh, unmistakably a joke. You know? Yeah, it's a, yeah, but not a bad one. Yeah. And it is also it skirts the line because it is about video games because it's about it's a it's a, a jokey loading screen tip. Right? Well, I mean it's but, like almost almost anything can can be an exception if you're actually talented at it. Right. Yes. And I mean it's yes. true of anything. So yeah. So like that's, in general that's, though. That's the sort of thing that gets me in there. And then the, there are other games where it would be like if it's just a really obvious joke, you know, or a stupid joke. I, I, I want to add on to what you were saying earlier though. Like it's not just video game humor that will turn me off immediately. It's referential humor. Yeah, as opposed yeah, to yeah. actual humor. Uh, that's like, oh, you're just not funny. You just you, you watch Family Guy, don't you? Yeah. It's like make your own funny stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It's not that hard. I mean, it's it really is, not actually. that hard. It's pretty hard uh, for some hard. people. <laughs> I guess I guess it is. Uh, you can just make up your own jokes, but yeah, that's but okay. Anyway, in terms, in terms of games of, yeah. turning you off in the first five minutes. Um, uh, Super Mario Galaxy turned me off in the first five minutes because Mario didn't skid at all when he jumped. He just felt weightless. Uh, most NES era games turned me off in the first five minutes because they didn't feel like Super Mario Brothers. Hmm. So, does it feel anything like Super Mario Brothers? Is the first thing that I look for in a game. To be perfectly honest, or does it feel like the first? Does it feel like Castlevania Rondo of Blood, or does it feel more like Symphony of the Night? Uh, that kind of gets my gears turning. How quickly I, can you suss out when, say, an RPG is worth playing? Well, I think it's it's that's not too tough because, I mean, cutscenes aside, let's let's mm-hmm. say that because they're probably going to have to establish some of the world, and they're probably not smart enough to do it in the game uh, as you're playing it. If they do, then that's great. But otherwise, you know. I think menu screens are a good indicator of what you're in for with an oh, RPG. Yeah. If the menus are easy to navigate, if it's easy to figure out where all the stuff is and what you want to look at is just put right in front of you, then you know that this this is a game that's that's going to make your life easier. Like when I was playing that Jean d'Arc game, like they they just they simplify it. They have crafting and stuff, but they simplified it all so that you don't have to remember what element combines with what other thing to make this other deal? It's all um, it's all saved for you and automatically populated, and um, and like shops and everything are are super easy to navigate. And that to me, yeah, in an RPG. Go ahead. 
Oh, it's really good. Yeah, level level five is really, really good at making games that you can tell in the first five minutes you're going to keep playing. Yeah. Like like I mean they're actually exceptional at it. Uh Rogue Galaxy is is a really uh good example, continuing from Jean Dark, because uh I, I think it's the same UI designer. I think they have the same UI designer on all of those, but Probably. it has it has really simple crafting specifically. But it's like I could just look at the menu and be like Man, I uh, yeah, I'll keep playing this game. And uh, in, like going back to RPGs too, it's I can usually tell in like five lines of dialogue if I want to spend time with this script. Yeah, if oh, the yeah. characters, uh, like yeah, if the characters talk right, if they don't talk like weirdos. Yeah. Oh, whoa. And Ooh. I just want to say quickly for shooters, to to me, it's a lot about like both in terms of scrolling shooters and um, shooters f- that are first-person varietals. Uh, sound is super important. Like, does mm-hmm. shooting this gun mm-hmm. sound like something I want to keep hearing for another hour, or is oh, it going to drive me insane? All right. Uh, excellent points all around. Uh, are there any visual styles... <laughs> I'm going to say A-. minus. Are there any visual styles you can pinpoint between Saturday morning cartoon and hyper-realism that more video games should be shooting for? Um, oh, man. Anything so I guess we're talking about, are we talking about oh. 2D here? Just in general? Uh, in hi- general. I, when I think hyper-realism, I think these modern 3D games. Yeah. I just want to say that uh, not that Japanese ink drawing style that was in Okami, because then people will just compare the game to Okami. Mm-hmm. That kind of bothers me. Um, I want to see a game that looks like out of this world slash another world slash flashback, but in 3D. Like, yeah. It's just like flat shaded, but sort of rotoscopedish movement. I want to see a game that looks like that. I like I that too. I still want to see a uh, a game that looks well. I mean, we we kind of did in the old days, but I want to see a modern game that looks like uh, an 80s anime. Oh. Because uh, I, yeah. I, I, I I never watched anime, and I think I kind of shared this with Brandon, um, and possibly Tim. I don't know, we've never talked about it, where, like, that the specific aesthetic of, like, 70s and 80s anime is just really appealing to me. Yeah, yeah no, the, like the original Gundam. If someone yeah. made a Pat, yeah. Labor, a Pat Labor game that looked just like Pat Labor, that would be, that would be really cool, or, like, Spaceship Yamato, whatever business. Yeah, that would be really I would cool. totally want to play this. Have you seen that new JoJo game that got a 40 out of 40 from Famitsu? I have seen it. Uh, it's it looks like Cyber 2 Connect. Uh, yeah. It looks pretty nice. The graphics are nice and the, the intro is nice. It's got like jazz music and uh, uh, that's not technically Saturday morning cartoon, but I feel like that that aesthetic is uh, still not well, like like fully there because there hasn't been like a fantastic game with that kind of look. Uh, well, I want to I want to say Rogue Galaxy again. Because Rogue Galaxy looked like had just fantastic art direction, and it was sort of it was actually sort of between American Saturday morning cartoon and European comic book in its look. Really I like the see, way the game that looks. Okay. I'd li- I'd like to see more um, of two things, I guess. I I mean everybody loves Mobius, right? But sure. nobody and Raymond. Nobody has really done a good <laughs> mo- game that really actually looks like Mobius, um, and I would I would definitely look at that. Also, uh, more cubism in games would be pretty mm. interesting. Like uh, weird, uh, 
like dealing with perspective and polygons in interesting ways. I guess people try to do that with things like antechamber and such, mm-hmm. but it's not exactly. Uh, it doesn't have that visual aesthetic. It's it's more of a uh, an idea than a than a visual style. Well, you know what I never see, and maybe we can come up with examples of this, and I'm wrong, but I never see really abstracted human characters, but um, but in but in a, in like a high definition way, you know, like intentionally abstracted as opposed to because of the technical limitations they're dealing with. Yeah, I would so, like that. Like as I tweeted yesterday, I was tweeting about how if I if the do- if my doctor calls and says that. I will die if I ever play another game that looks like Edward Gorey fan art. Uh, I will not cry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that's definitely a look I don't really care for. Is just anything resembling Tim Burton. Uh, I just really don't want to keep looking at stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say black and white stuff like Mad World. You know, we can go ahead and not do that if we don't want to. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think uh, yeah, limbo. Limbo is a uh, is. I'm trying to pare down the number of aesthetics I don't want. Uh, limbo is uh, definitely something I never need to see again graphically, uh, ever. Like literally mm-hmm. ever. Uh, personally, I think that game is hideous and garbage. Uh, like in in all ways. I mean, yeah, no no, offen- no offense to the guys who made myself. it, but no. no offense to those guys. But I just think it's. Just disgusting, but uh, uh, yeah. So I think that 1980s anime. I think a game that looks like the E's uh, cutscenes, yeah, like in 3D. And Frank, if you want this today, okay, what? Go to, uh, if you sort of want it today. I go, sort of want it today. Go to your GameStop. Do you know where the, one of those is? Uh, it's right by your house. Yeah. Yeah, come on over, uh, and get White Knight Chronicles for the PlayStation Three. I that doesn't really look like that, does it? Yeah, it does. I don't know, man. Google. It looks like it, but it 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 uh, it has stylized itself a little bit more toward just looking like a video game. Hmm. But it has the soul of the '80s anime completely down. And uh, the overall look is pretty close. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I'm looking at it. It's not. It's, I actually oh, so kind of want like flat shaded, like actually looking like an anime. Yeah, yeah this, me, me too. This, but this is this is the closest you'll get. And yeah. trust me, it's like it's like five bucks, and uh, it's you can have a pretty good first couple hours with it. As All long right. as we're making recommendations for Frank, uh, you should also probably, Rogue <laughs> Galaxy. You should bring them, bring them. Yeah, y- you should probably check out that new JoJo game, considering it's in your favorite genre, Bizarre Adventure. Whoa! Yeah, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. There you right. go. That's a good joke. I bought I bought that the Dreamcast actually... version for five bucks once, and I was like, I don't get it. And they played it. For it's not minutes. bizarre, and it's not an adventure game. Yeah. So it's why like, would I? It's yeah. Not, it's not that bizarre. It's just so it's, it's a straightforward fighting game. Yeah. So Rogue Galaxy is definitely the closest you'll get to '80s anime look. I want more games that look exactly like Rogue Galaxy with the same artist uh, and the same art style. Uh, just please. For the love of God. Okay. Good job, okay. Gabe. 4-T-L-O-G. We are smack Alex, Jeffy, you are so complimentary today. This is great. <laughs> well, you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate how on point you are. You're all so, kind of bringing your game. Uh, we are smack dab in the middle of Gamescom right now. 
What's the best thing you've taken Game's away gone. from it so far, and what do you hope to see from it in the coming days? Oh, man, I sure have not been paying attention. Okay, so here there's two things. There's uh, Sony was like, hey, we found more indie developers, and Xbox was like, hey, we would like some indie developers, and that's what yeah, happened. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah what, what was the deal with the Xbox thing? What did they say? Okay, so the the Xbox One, uh, I forget what they're calling the indie program. ID um, ID at Xbox. Yeah, something like that. And by the way, friend of the show, Chris Charla, is has been uh, promoted internally and is heading that. If you guys didn't know, I did. Um, I, and I knew it. The the program, it's it's well, from what I could tell, it's basically what Sony's doing, right? They're they're giving two free dev kits to qualified developers, and it's just completely self-publishing with no. Uh, no fees as far as submissions or, or certification or anything like that. But it's on an Xbox instead of a PlayStation. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I might do that. Yeah. Uh, things that we might expect to happen. I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting for a Vita price cut. I guess that oh, was that happened. Cool. They did. They did. That happened yesterday. Surprise. Oh, did they? You nub. How many it's money? Really, yeah, the second it's... half of that question is like, there's nothing else going to happen. But uh, go ahead, sorry. How, what, what did it come down to? The two hundred ninety-nine dollar Vita is now two hundred dollars. Oh, oh, oh sorry, two hundred bucks. Go. It's now two hundred dollars, which is still a lot. But, it's still. A but lot. they've got a lot of cool games coming out for it. They got Fez coming out for it, so you can play Fez on that. Mm-hmm. Have a good time with that. Play Fez again. Go for Maybe it. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Uh, other game, other things that I would I look go forward to. Something. People announcing like. Uh, Sega gets the band back together and uh, mm-hmm. makes a new console for me. Right. Uh, that it has all <laughs> of my favorite games on it. Um, Did you guys see so, those rumors online that they were doing that? Uh, is there wait, any wait. rumor? Or is this a wait, pe- people or is this a rumors about Sega joke? consoles? There, I'm, I'm assuming that there's a rumor right now somewhere that's been published in the last, let's say week, let's say let's say leading up to Gamescom. <laughs> I'm sure that there is a, a site that Google News crawls that published a rumor about Sega announcing a new console at Gamescom. I would be really surprised. Sega's got no money. They they would have. Uh, I mean, anyone that made. <laughs> of course, that... you'd be surprised if it actually happened. But... No, no, I'm, I'd be surprised <laughs> if anyone were able to make that presumption because oh, everybody they do knows it Sega's got no money. Before every E3. There's like someone makes a homemade video that's like Sega's back. And it's just, yeah, yeah. Are we still doing this? Do you guys want to keep doing this joke, or do you want to talk about something else? Yep. Go for it, man. <laughs> I was just gonna say that they announced. I mean, you, you, that you don't even have to ask the question. You could just go ahead and do it. <laughs> they, they announced the PlayStation 4 release date as November 15th, but they did not announce how big the hard drive is. So that's a funny thing. I don't know if you hmm. guys noticed that. That's so it comes out. Comes out November fifteenth. November is what we call it in the business, where we like to speak quickly. Yeah. Uh, November fifteenth. Don't have a lot of time. Yeah. Nov fifteen, as we call it, when we're really busy. And I, uh, I just go with novice. I kind of like make letters. Novice. Fifteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Novice. Novice. Yeah. There you go. Okay. It's novice. Yeah. That's actually like really problem. good. I like to say so no it's problem. coming. Out, it's coming out then, so uh, that's when I'm gonna be hot riding it. I'm gonna buy it from the GameStop, buy the Walmart, buy the airport in Oakland is what I've decided. Because <laughs> I want to go to the farthest at midnight, and uh, I want to videotape it. But I don't know how big the hard drive is. And so at this, so Sony live streamed their press conference, and during the press conference, they had the camera 
array on autopilot because mm-hmm. I know because I was watching this and I got uh, I, I got my like quickest retweets I got my quickest 100 retweet tweet ever I'll tell you what it was in a minute but they, they kept cutting to the camera showing the audience and it was just panning back and forth slowly across the audience and the one thing that depressed me the most was everyone in the audience had a laptop it's like nobody goes to these things if they're not live blogging it and it lets, I look at it and I go there are at least that many video game websites in the world oh, and true. The, uh, that that terrified me. So they've got they, the cameras just on autopilot, and every time they've got a trailer playing, they just cut to the audience to be like, "Yeah, we're we've got people watching this live." By the way, and these are the people. Okay, so tell so tell us your tweet, and then I'm gonna my, tell you why I think they my, did that. Okay, uh, well, it, just because it was on autopilot, and also they wanted people tuning in to realize that it was a, a live event, and not I, just I have a trailer. I have a better theory than that, but go oh, ahead. oh, I'll I'll hear your better theory. Uh, so the my my tweet that got the most tweets was I hope the one more thing of this press conference is oh, yeah. Mark Cerny brings out the the hard drive containing the last Guardian's source code and smashes it with a sledgehammer. <laughs> that got, like, got eighty five retweets in two minutes. Which I think was I think really, I was one really of those. Fast. In fact, yeah. Um, no, I, I enjoyed they, tweeting that. I think the reason they do that is because they're showing like trailers that they want to control the distribution of uh, after the conference. Yeah, is over. yeah. And they don't want people cutting and they don't want people trailers. to cut them out. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's But they, they were do doing it during the talking scenes, too. It kept cutting to the exact same angle of a camera slowly sweeping. But, yeah, that does make sense because the instant the press conference ended, they unprivated all of the trailers on mm-hmm. YouTube, and all the trailers were immediately on YouTube. So that makes a whole lot of sense. You know what but doesn't make at sense, the though, same... when... Sorry, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, at the, I was going to completely change the topic, but I was going to say at the same general time, Microsoft was having their press conference, which they didn't live stream, but they posted today, and mm-hmm. that was when they announced the Microsoft uh, uh, at ID or whatever, and at the end of that press conference, they announced that in Europe, all Xbox Ones will come free with FIFA. Free no. FIFA. Free but they free didn't FIFA. announce the re- FIFA. Yes, but they didn't announce the release date. So that's funny. Really? I just yeah, they didn't I, announce I just, the release date, but they announced free FIFA. I, I guess we're in one-up territory here, right? Um, yes. Uh, I just kind of took it for granted that, like, by now the release dates would be known. I didn't. It didn't even occur to me. Well, Microsoft was, was waiting for Sony because Sony had been rumored to announce it first, and yeah. so. November 15th is right in the middle of November since it's the 15th. And it's like Microsoft either wants to release a week earlier or a week later, not on the mm-hmm. same day. I really wish they would have both just released it on Black Friday. I think that would have been hilarious, just a gladiatorial Yeah, that would be pretty funny. What they also, should have done was release half of them a week before and half of them a week after. <laughs> that sounds uh, like something Microsoft would do. The Xbox Sony... half and the PlayStation 2. Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft is not releasing in a bunch of countries that Sony is releasing in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that a true thing? Because it's not coming out in a lot of parts of Europe and like Brazil and stuff. Uh, the Xbox. I well, the PlayStation tell. Four is uh, November fifteenth U.S. and November 29th Europe is what they said. Yeah, yeah. So the PlayStation Four is doing that, and uh, the Xbox is just uh, no Europe till like um, twenty fourteen, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not really so good for uh, European fans because they want to play it instead of not. Yeah. It, it makes them feel like a D 
devalued as human beings. This was probably one of the points of the whole exercise, but uh, Xbox has been making so many retractions that I can't really keep track of what from the initial wave of bad news is still a thing anymore. (laughs) Yeah. um, I guess we're on our next... Are we on the next topic? That we are. Here we go. Uh, After this, Tim, we'll get to yours. Uh, The premise of Batman Arkham Origins is that eight assassins from the world of DC Comics have been hired to kill the Dark Knight. If you were hiring eight video game assassin characters to kill Batman, who would they be? Hitman. Okay. Yeah, Hitman and Whoa. the... Uh, Hitman 2, Hitman 3, <laughs> Hitman Blood Money. Do, uh, they don't have to be assassins, do they? Man, no, they don't have to be assassins because DC has been kind assassin... of stretching the definition of assassin for this game. I will okay. say that assassin characters in video games are really boring. Yeah. 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 I think, I Hitman think would be Solid good, Snake. Who? Hitman wouldn't be that bad at it. Oh, I'd totally go Hitman is now. Hitman is definitely... I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think Hitman's the most boring video game character ever. Yeah, well, I mean, he's that's that fine. makes him... That, that designed makes him to be boring. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's designed that's why, to be boring. Yeah. It, it wouldn't be an exciting be thing to watch. For Batman. I mean, Batman is used to dealing with like exciting killers, right? Right. Like he's not. Yeah, he might when not you know how to deal with Batman this bored, he lets his guard down. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Batman lets his guard down when he's bored. Yeah. So, uh, I would I want Solid Snake to fight Batman. That's like my dream. I want Solid okay. Snake and Batman to fight each other. Solid Snake would be fine. You guys think? Yeah, I'm yeah, fine. I think Solid Snake would be really that's good. That's two. And also. Uh, I would want uh, uh, Alucard and Richter Belmont to take him down as well. Okay. Um, I want, I want Al- Alucard and Richter. Yeah, oh, I mean, because I... they would obviously love doing it. They'd have a good time, actually. I'm thinking uh, Kazooie. Kazooie? Uh, I just, I don't know. I want an animal Not in there. Banjo? Nah, he could stay home. Um, Kazooie, I don't know. He could fly, so he, you know, he'll have air strike Kazooie is a Kazooie's a girl, by the way. Uh, uh, well, whatever. Can like, I Kazooie play just fly? I thought Kazooie could glide. Well, Kazooie, I assume, glides because it's carrying a bear around. Yeah. Like, if Kazooie were out on her own, would she be able to fly? Um, Actually, no. Uh, in well, Banjo-Tooie, you get to play as the two separately. Okay, then no, no, forget it. No, I don't want, I don't want Kazooie. Just why, why did you guys even suggest that? No. <laughs> okay, you got uh, four more assassins to recruit, guys. Sonic's pretty uh, fast. Yeah, I thought about Sonic, but I'm not sure that's the right thing. I, I, I'd go with Sonic Shadow. Only... I'd go with Shadow for Sonic. Uh, he's he's got guns. Has guns. Yeah, that's yeah, true. He's but... definitely got guns. I think Marcus Phoenix would be pretty interesting. Nice. Yeah, he's he's got a good villain voice, and uh, you know he's uh, got a lot of guns. Yeah. He's got some good friends. John DiMaggio has plenty of Batman experience. Oh, what about know? uh uh oh oh uh that, from that one game, The Joker? Yeah, um, from the Joker, <laughs> from the Arkham Asylum game. How about the bank robbers from Payday Two? Because they're all wearing clown masks. Well, Kane and Lynch. The Joker. Oh, Kane and Lynch oh, are the last two. Kane and Lynch, uh, Kane and Lynch. Yeah, well, I was going to say Max Payne, specifically Max Payne. Max Payne, Payne and Lynch. Max Payne, <laughs> Max, Payne and Lynch, Max, Max Payne, Kane, and Lynch versus Batman. Max Payne, Kane, Lynch, Solid Snake, Alucard, uh-huh. Richter Belmont. 
Agent 47. No, that guy's I, dumb. Yes. No, yes. we're sending so, him. I don't know if this is stupid, but I would be into having Batman fight Pyramid Head. <laughs> I, I would like that, too. I'm okay uh, with that. It's, uh, it's a bit... I mean, horror stuff is is a little different, but um, yeah. I, th- I, I think it could make for some interesting scenarios. Yeah. Batman Silent Hill would be a neat game. I, I think, think that's just, kind uh, of a little bit what Arkham Asylum was trying to do and did not do. Batmylent Hill? Yeah. Yeah, Batmylent Hill. Hmm. I don't think hmm. it tried to do that at all. How do you figure well, the, that? The scarecrow segments, like trying to get into Batman's psyche. I guess so. I, I don't think that's... It that's not Silent Hill specifically, though. No, it's really not. It's I mean, it's like horror game stuff, I guess, yeah. but it's it's not like... Subtle hints, you know. Yeah. It's like I'm in your subconscious now. You're, yeah, it's, there, it's, there it's was, just it's it's like that's like saying any dream sequence is Silent Hill. Yeah, it's not true, Jaffe. No, uh, LSD dream emulator wasn't Silent Hill. No, it's true. That's so it. Do, nope. we got we got our we got our lineup. We good? Yes, I think we. I think our finalized lineup is Agent Forty Seven, Solid Snake, Alucard, Richter Belmont. Uh, Marcus Phoenix, Max Payne, Kanan Lynch. Okay. All right. So, Tim, uh, thanks, thanks for I doing five of those eight. Yes. I just want to put it in there and say that Agent 47, uh, I would fire him if if I were actually in charge. Okay, but this is this is a just pointing that out. If uh, well, yeah, like I would give him like I would well, I would hire him on probation. Well, <laughs> don't worry, don't worry because even he's on probation, and if he's too boring right. in the first twenty minutes of of the mission. <laughs> Then he's fired. I don't I'm telling we're, 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 the boring could be good. Yeah, we're not hiring these guys to be interesting. No, we're hiring them to kill Batman in a yeah. deliciously interesting way. Batman Have you should, ever seen... He should fight the Expendables. I'm sorry, I just wanted to say that. All right. They're in a video game. Yeah, I would definitely have Batman fighting the Expendables, yeah. The Expendables. They should, yeah. Release a, uh, they should release a DLC for the Expendables called uh, Expendables Expandable. Yeah. Yeah, I've made that joke before. Okay, great. let's keep going. Let's have another one. Uh, another one is yours, Tim. Tim, do you want to ask your question? Not yet. Yes. Not yet. It's not okay, ready. fine. Uh, we'll go to a You're listener right. question then. Still percolating. Um, Jack. Oh no, it's a. Uh, you're gonna love it. Jack T asks, "How will Gone Home impact the future of adventure games?" I like that I game. I haven't played it yet. Of uh, adventure I've games. Heard, I've heard cool things about it, but I haven't played it. So I played I it for know. like a half an hour six months ago, and I really liked it. Um, that's a good question. Uh, I can see there being more, like, 3D adventure games like that now that they've sort of proven the concept out. Um, I think we're going to see some rip-offs, frankly. I There's going to be see... a whole bunch of rip-offs. Yeah. Probably some big-budget ones, even. Yeah, I think, no, yeah, we'll definitely see a big-budget rip-off of this game. Uh, but... Gone to like, your grandma's home. <laughs> but when I, when I think adventure games, I think, you know, independent stuff, because who else is making these things? Um, unless we're just expanding how we define those, right? Um, it's, it's hard to say, because, like, if, if we're talking AAA, right, frankly, it didn't do that much more than those same people were already doing on the Bioshock games. Uh, it just it's, except for taking out the combat and you know the the, the dumb sci-fi stuff. Um, so storytelling wise, I don't think it's going to. But then again, it's like people are talking about this game now, right? Like people, people are, have been yeah. talking since 
a long time ago, since Deus Ex, uh, and then Jerks Like Me and Jerks Like You uh, too, Frank. We were I, talking about this on Sunday. Uh, jerks, jerks Like Us, since the first Bioshock came out, have been talking and theorizing about that a game like Bioshock where you don't fight anybody, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody went ahead and made one, and uh, people like it, so they're going to keep doing it. There's going to be a whole bunch of them. I'm ready for it. Sure, I think, you know? yeah, I think, I think you hit it, yeah. Um, but I think, I think short-term we're going to see more, like, abandoning, uh, like, exploring an abandoned place games for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and, but that's, you know, the, the cash-in uh, effect. I, I've been using the buzz phrase, uh, the romantic comedy of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Uh, uh, because games. I promised a few weeks ago that if somebody bought me a video game on Steam, I would bring it up at some point. This is a good time to bring up Dear Esther, which did that as well when I played it. Is it, it. Esther or Esther? I'm pretty I'm just sure joking. it's I'm just, Esther. I'm just yeah. kidding. I don't care. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I didn't Could be anything, really. What does the guy say to Esther eventually in the game? That's uh, a joke. He... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. It's a, the, the, the letter that you find in the game just says, Dear Esther, I hate you. Love me. <laughs> God, that's really anticlimactic, isn't it? Because it starts with such, such a mood. Yeah. And going home is about you, you go home. I mean, you know, what else happens? You just go home? I'm, yeah, I'm kidding. It's great. Go, that's it's, basically that's exactly what happens. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you it's just, fantastic. You just summed up the game. No, it is. No, I. I mean, if if it's not clear, uh, I I also love this game. It, it they did a fantastic job. Um, you should play through it because you you played like a, a an early demo or something, right, Tim? Yeah, um, yeah. I played the 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 IGF demo. Okay. Of it. Um. So I don't know. I mean, I didn't play the demo. I've only I avoided it completely until the full game. And what really impressed me about the game is the slow trickle of information that it gives you, you know, in a very sort of scripted way. And how as you're going through the game, uh, at least for most people, not everyone had this experience, but at least for me, um, the scenarios that play through your head of like what happened here, you go through about twelve of those in the course of playing the game. Um, and once you've once you've sort of gotten all the information and and, and discovered what actually happened, um, and you go back to those old clues that you were given that gave you an entirely different scenario in your head, it still fits. It still works. It doesn't seem forced to like lead you off track. It just naturally happens, and it's it's the it must have been incredibly difficult to write that, like like to 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 give you clues that make you think something. But have those clues still hold up and make sense and not feel forced upon you know reexamination? That's incredible to me. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for more games that are like that. I like stuff that's incredible. Maybe I'll try it. What I know you should check is... out Pixar's film The Incredibles. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> Maybe I, know, I will. What I know is that although we may see more games like this, we will not see a direct sequel because, as we all know, you can't go home again. Yeah. Yeah, you can't go home again. It's true that you can't. <laughs> maybe, maybe the sequel will be called "Will be called You Can't Go Home Again." There's a there's a secret uh, a cat Easter egg, and that's all I'm gonna say. Is it a cat? Is it is it an Easter egg or an Esther egg? It's a dear Esther egg. 
that, that's what Easter eggs in 3D adventure games. Oh are man, they they should really have a, a special event that happens in Dear Esther on Easter. <laughs> dear Easter. <laughs> dear Easter. Oh, dear Easter. Easter. Just hide yeah. hide ceramic eggs all over the abandoned island. Yeah, yeah, and you gotta go. You gotta go find them. <laughs> I think that's probably the best thing that they could do. Dear Easter. Yeah. That's that's my million dollar idea for today. Yeah, so I'm just gonna go ahead and say yeah. Yeah. That's the answer to the question. There's gonna be more stuff like that. Just like there's gonna be I tell you what, one year from today, there's gonna be like ten games that are just like that Walking Dead game and they've hired T V writers to write them and yeah. uh, I'm ready. there's gonna there's gonna be so many of those and I'm I mean ready. Cool with it. I mean, God, there's gonna be so many of them and I'm probably gonna have a lot of fun playing at least one of them. There's going to be like mm. 20 of them coming out, and one of them I'm going to play, and it's going to blow my mind. The, the one that, that a comes TV out... show like Game of Thrones blows my mind. Yeah. The, the one that comes out for iPad and eliminates all the walking around looking for stuff parts, and it's just a game about making decisions, that's going to be the good one. Yeah, like they're going the to walking gonna, around dead. They're going <laughs> to streamline it a whole bunch. Uh, they're going to keep doing that. They're okay. Here's our next topic. Think okay. about your favorite video game, which proved to be a commercial failure, mostly due to poor marketing. How would you run this game's ad campaign were you to go back in time to do so? Poor marketing. Mostly, mostly due to poor marketing. Hmm. Most of the games that I like are commercial failures, but it wasn't because of poor marketing. It was because of basically no marketing. So yeah, that's and a that... little bit of a difference. And that's almost the last thing that I blame when a game fails. Like, yeah. even if I liked it, I'm like, well, I liked it. I'm kind Although, of weird. Some, sometimes people don't, uh, they just don't know that the game exists, and that can True. definitely be a problem. Um, but it's hard for me to think of which game that would be that would be the most commercial failure-y kind of a guy. I mean, maybe... Because, like... You know, you could you could talk about the Dreamcast as a whole and say maybe it failed because of marketing because no, somehow didn't have that somehow Sony got it in there that you if you wanted to get proper Madden, if you wanted to get a proper football situation or you wanted to get the real graphics, you had to wait for the PlayStation 2 and uh yeah. Dreamcast did not successfully um, identify itself as a thing that was almost as good. Um, graphics seemed to matter a lot more back then, and I think it wasn't that they really mattered more, it was that people were convinced that they mattered more by right. marketing. So I think there is something to that, at least. Um, I'm having a hard time even just coming up with a game to start with. Um, um, I don't feel like Psychonauts was marketed very well. I feel like it had a sort of... It sure wasn't, no. It had yeah. a sort of like Tim Burton-y Hot Topic crowd that could have really gone for it that like wasn't spoken yeah. to at any point. I feel like it um, could have been Portal big. I don't, I don't know about, about that. that. No, it's it's too inaccessible gamey. in a lot of ways. It's, it's too gamey, it's, yeah. It's, very, it's too Nintendo-y. But, I mean, it, 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 it could have attracted people who, like, had an Xbox and, you know, play games occasionally, but don't think about them that often. You know, it could have attracted a more casual, Xbox-owning crowd. I don't, I don't think there were so many of those with the original Xbox. Well, and there's, it was also on the PS2. 
Uh, it was also yeah. in the PlayStation Twizzle. Um, yeah. yeah, but that's like, true. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like I always I thought at the time, like the hot topic Tim Burton crowd would actually really like this. Cause yeah. it's... Did they advertise it on TV? Were there any TV spots for it? I remember there being. I think a there TV were. Spot. Yeah, actually. I remember there being a, an, a very ineffective TV spot. Yes. Are you um, only saying hot topic because Invader Zim voices the main character? That is actually yes, legitimately part of that. Yes, I, I mean I I sold the game. I don't mean monetarily. I mean conceptually. I sold the game to somebody uh, by describing it and then saying, and the guy who does Invader Zim plays the main guy, and she's like, oh great, okay, I'm on board, and, and she got the game. By which I mean she borrowed it from me for years. <laughs> she, yeah. But she played it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so that's I guess that's mine. Like so I would I, I would I, I wanna oh Go ahead, yeah. I just I just want to go back to the Dreamcast and I say that yes Madden. They needed <laughs> Madden on the Dreamcast. I'm not even kidding. I think I've I mentioned know. this before on the podcast. Uh they underestimated it. They thought they could build their own Madden, but Madden was already big enough. It was already old enough. Next week, Madden 25 comes out. It's the 25th Madden game. Oh, I thought it was going to be a Madden set in, in 1925. No, no. So it's the 25th Madden game. They've made 25 of those games. So at that point, keep in mind, they'd already made 12 of them, right? Like, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was already culture, and they thought they could build their own. And uh, rather than getting visual concepts to make the superior, don't get me wrong, the superior N- NFL 2K, uh, it was so much better than Madden. But they, it had to be Madden. I, I mean, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, that I worked at a GameStop during the Dreamcast launch, and we had a PlayStation 2 mm-hmm. the, year, the next year uh, that had Madden on it, and we had the Dreamcast kiosk that had met uh, NFL 2K1, and NFL 2K1 was clearly the superior game, but kids were coming in going, dude, that Madden is tight, Madden is tight. They were just calling Madden tight over and over again, and it's like, the Madden looked just awful. All the characters looked exactly the same. They had Homer Simpson eyeballs. They needed to put Madden on, like, they seriously did. There's, like, no irises on their eyes, and uh, they're just, they're all the same body type and it's just one skin tone that's like a tan it's it's really really remarkable uh, the first PS2 Madden so they should have uh, been cool with EA because EA carried their god darn Genesis right? Yeah, they had true. a relationship they, with them they, they flubbed it as uh, Bing Gordon was telling me they yep. just uh, EA wanted them to use a kind of a different... A guy named chip. Bing will know when something flubs. That's right um, he he they, they EA was expecting them to use a certain chipset, then Sega changed it up without really telling them or consulting them about it, and they were gonna put Madden on the Dreamcast, and then they felt like they kind of got screwed by them, and uh, and then they're like, okay, well we'll just do this other thing, man, and they did. So what you're saying is y'all had that mountain, that Madden. Yeah, we had the yeah. mountain. You had, they the, had mountain. the mountain. They had the mountain, and they didn't they climb it. Yeah. So are you yeah, t- that's, are you talking that's about what Madden? Do yeah. <laughs> what, what they what they had to do was let the Madden come to Muhammad. Yeah. So Sega would be alive and making hardware consoles. <laughs> but today. How, is it, how is this yeah. marketing though? It is marketing. It's everything. Yes, having it's Madden is the marketing. demographics. Having Madden is is total totally marketing. I mean, it's a marketing it's like, decision. Yeah. It's 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 definitely a marketing decision. It's like, what's more important, our own football game 
or their football game. Okay, I'll give you that. Sure. All right. And okay, keep in mind that visual that it basically was Madden that they had. They had the soul of Madden, but they didn't have the name. Right. They didn't have that Madden. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They had the other Madden. They needed that mm-hmm. Madden. Yeah. So, are we gonna do my question? Uh, if yeah. you like. My question's pretty simple. Uh, I've played a lot of this video game called Dive Kick in the past couple weeks, and I like it a lot. And uh, it's a two-button fighting game that was born out of a forum in-joke. Uh, and I've sat around for the past six months or so trying to... M- dis- I mean, with Unity, I have prototyped about 40 games that each one is an attempt to make a game which is better than Dive Kick. And none of them have succeeded so far. But uh, what do you guys think about that? about Dive Kick, and also the, the parallel underlying question here was given to me on Facebook last night. It was, uh, what other video games were... Are, are great video games kind of born out of jokes? What games do you think were born out of jokes? Because I know Ziggurat, for example, was born out of the joke of playing a shrieking sound every time the player loses. Well, so... I think I'm, I'm going to address the joke thing because I haven't played Dive Kick at all. Let's hear uh, it. But oh, I think I could. You could. What? Okay. I'm, okay uh-huh. Great. I'm going to talk now. Uh, um, yeah, we're lagging a little bit here. <laughs> Keep going. Go for it. All right. So uh, I think I think it coming from a joke is the same. It's like any any good creative work comes from sort of in-depth thinking and and sort of in talking. I feel like between collaborators, and I feel like a joke is just part of that process, right? Like, I feel like any good universe is the result of just, you know, kind of sharing that either with yourself or with someone else, and and uh, and and I just feel like an inside joke comes from the same place. So, yeah, I, I, I think a joke is specifying it too much, but I think good works come from something like that, like, like a natural thing that sort of germinates and, and stays with you. Uh, oh, dear which I'm making right now, mm-hmm. uh, came from a joke. When my friend Ian Adams said, uh, he went back when I still used instant messengers, he sent me a thing saying, hey, you know those signs on the side of the road that say, you know, like, dear next five miles? What if when that happened, when you saw that sign, the, the road just completely flooded with deer? And, uh, and... That's how Oh Dear was born as a video game. It I've, came from. He messaged that to me at the exact same time, and if I had thought it wasn't a really terrible idea, the world could have been very different. Yeah. Uh, have uh, uh, have any like really good games come out of Molly Jam yet? Um, I mean, it depends on what you mean by good, of course. But I think that the the game where you're playing Pong on one side of the screen and Tetris on the other is pretty. Interesting. Mm-hmm. A neat brain exercise. Um, yeah, I think that's a cool one. Didn't uh, Mark Cookie make that? Was that Cookie? Mark Cookie, he did make that. Was he, he worked on that. Yeah. And uh, Gun House, my other game, I guess, also comes from a joke because it's my Molly Jam game. So I guess I only make games based on jokes. Apparently, that's too bad. That's really depressing to think about. Oh man! I think I think Dive Kick is definitely the best game based on a joke that I've ever played. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's hard to know which. I could I could imagine some kinds of games that that might be based on a joke, but I certainly can't be sure. Like it, uh, Catherine, is a game 
that one could easily make a a joke scenario for it where they were like, okay, what if what if uh, we we got this block pushing game, right? It's like kind of not super interesting pushing puzzle mechanic thing. What if we just put boobs all over it? Do you think people would buy it then? <laughs> Good old boobies. That game has uh, some boobs in it. Yep. Yeah, it's it also, kind of it right also inside. has a, a story. Yeah, that's what it they say. It has like a plot with characters in it. And I could see certainly features coming from a joke mm-hmm. point of view, like with um, with that Connect Sports game, where they show you after after you have like thrown a javelin, it shows you a video of you throwing the javelin javelin and looking like a really intense <laughs> idiot. Yeah, like that, that that could come from a joke possibly. Probably did. That was probably. Wouldn't it be funny if? Yeah. Scenario, yeah. <laughs> I, I I think that's the, the these are all pretty cogent points. I guess as, Ben Fadi's clop is a joke. Oh yeah. yeah. Going. That was oh, based I was on gonna say joke. as for dive kick, um I think dive kick's interesting. I think it's a it's a cool thing. I was I haven't played it since they've expanded it past like three characters. Four characters yeah. I guess I saw them have four. But I was worried that in in expanding it, it was gonna get you know a little bloated and yeah, s- stretch it and uh, and also some of the guys aren't even kicking apparently. I don't know about that kind of situation. No, one of the, one of the guys has uh, boots on his hands and he has an alternate stance where he stands on his hands and he kicks with his hands. Oh, okay. Well, I guess. But that's it's fine. that's the only exception. The rest of the guys are definitely all kicking. Okay. All kicks all um, the time. But it, it's a it's a cool idea, and it's interesting that people are embracing it. And it it, it I think it's a relatively high profile example of people being interested more interested in simple mechanics now than perhaps they were before. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. uh, there's there's like a, a a distillation. Like people have played people that have played enough games now can get interested in in exploring just one mechanic and seeing how far you can go with it and making that interesting, as long as it stays true to itself. So that's cool. It's like uh, kind of those gastropubs that uh, that deconstruct food to their basic elements. That's kind of what's happening with games right now. They don't really... I haven't really seen many that do that. Mostly they have kind of fancy stuff. The gastropubs, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't like gastropubs because just... It sounds like it's like a gas station. Obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gordon, gas- Gordon Ramsay doesn't like gastro pubs. It's like gastro is gross. Yeah, it's it a takes, gross word. It takes the fun out of eating to just know that like you're being experimented on. I don't know. Yep. Also, whenever anyone says gastro pub, I think of gastro pube. The end. Oh, gastro pubes. <laughs> that is the end. Yeah. I don't like those at all. No. <laughs> This next question is a little bit related to the last one, uh, but okay. not really. Uh, which fighting game features the most interesting super move mechanics? Uh, probably King of Ooh. Fighters 13, I guess. Because... Probably Virtua Fighter, because there are none. Whoa! That's what I like. That's what well, I like. I don't know how jokey that was, but I like that too. <laughs> like, I, I find it interesting to have a fighting game with no super moves. Yes. But um, I guess super moves are cool because they have a long they they incorporate a long game into the game. Yeah, which is neat. 
I think that you know King of Fighters 13 is interesting because of all of the various things you can do. It's very complicated, but it's not the kind of thing that I like. Um, my favorite would be probably Asuka 120%, where your meter fills up to 100%, and then you can do uh, a special move. If you let it fill up a bit more, then it goes to 120%, and then you can do super moves constantly until that meter is exhausted. And that's pretty cool. It's a, it's very, it's pretty simple. And um, it, I also like that that game in general really only has two buttons, um, light and fierce and special, but the special button is really just light and fierce hit together. Um, yeah, you've been pretty enamored with that game for as long as I've known you. At yeah, least. it's just about my favorite fighting game of all time. It's a fun times for me. Um, I don't have too much to contribute to this because I don't like fighting games, but uh, I, 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 I will agree with Tim that like what interested me about Virtua Fighter was that there were no special moves, and I'd kind of like to see that explored a little more and made fun. Well, there's a there's a great uh, weird thing called Bariki One on the Hyper Neo Geo. Uh-huh. That, that one's cool. That doesn't have. Uh, it's a Hyper Neo Geo. I have no idea what that is. Hyper Neo Geo 64. It was their 3D arcade board. They had oh, only sure, sure. a few games on there, like Beast Busters and uh, that and really like one. gross Samurai Showdown. Yep, Fatal Fury Wild Ambition, which is actually kind of okay in the in the arcade version. But anyway, uh, that Bariki One was all about. It was kind of the Bushido Blade of, of um, I guess, competitive fighting games. Bushido Blade is kind of one, too, though. Bushido Blade's interesting. Bushido Blade is a good uh, one-hit kill fighting game. I, I kind of wonder if there's ever been a tournament at EVO uh, where fi- special moves were just right out banned, that uh, you play a game that's designed with special moves and take them out. You can do that in, like, Street Fighter home versions, can't you? I don't know, Smash Brothers... Uh, you can play it without them, certainly. Yeah, I, Smash Brothers kind of, yeah. I mean, Smash Brothers lets you turn off the items, and they do that in uh, those darn things. I feel like even on the Super those Nintendo, tournaments. like for handicap reasons, you could turn off and on individual special moves in Street Fighter. Am I remembering wrong? I don't believe that that's true. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I dreamed it. That's it's cool. It would dream. be cool if they could do that, though. I would like that. What a dream. Bariki one, that's a cool one. I like Barikis. I like mm-hmm. the fatal, the fatal furries as well. Fatal furry. Yeah, fatal furries. Um, I, I like. I mean, I know I did kind of joke about Virtua Fighter just kind of being a game that's got stuff. Uh, but uh, I and I do like that. But I also like. I, I think special moves can be cool. I kind of like how Dive Kick has an kind of inverse. Thing where you can get uh, if you get kicked in the head during one round, you are then half the speed and can jump. Uh, you're like your speed; it's cut in half for the next round, which is horrible in a game about one-hit kills because uh, it's kind of like an inverse super move. It's kind of like an inverse uh, sort of thing. I, I kind of like that. Uh, I'm not really articulating it very well, but I, I like how you can kind of set that sort of thing up. A little right. trade-off. It's kind of a little bit of a trade-off. I mean, you ruin you, you. You get kicked in the head, so it's like you suffer for losing. Yeah. Like the game griefs you for losing, whereas, uh, and I mean, because I I feel like I I don't know why I don't like super moves. This would take me 
tens of thousands of words to explain, but I just uh, I feel I like, like it's for sort of reasons. a I don't like them. I feel like it's sort of a fundamental flaw, and I know fighting game fans could defend it that for they could defend the super moves for hours, but I just feel like it's kind of fundamentally a gross thing. I think their fun is the reason why they're included. They're fun and they're flashy and cool, but um, and they they take some skill and timing to pull off in the right uh, you know context and stuff. But um, I could. I could also see how one might think of it as lazy, let's say. Um, I, just, in, in, I just like more competitive games. I want more competitive games that are all about one-hit kills. And uh, and it, it just instant mechanical clarity. Uh, but this I can't articulate this very well, which is why I have yet to design a prototype of a game in Unity that is better than Divekick. So... That's that's mm-hmm. my problem. That's, I guess that's that's. I'll call my uh, psychiatrist later. That's a joke. I don't have a psychiatrist. Probably should though. Uh, <laughs> that's. <laughs> I'll get my lawyer on the horn and tell yeah. my lawyer to find me a psychiatrist. Get him get, on the horn. Yeah, get everybody on the horn. Uh-huh. Horn, horn, horn them on up. You know uh, what game yeah. I like is that, oh, that King of Fighters Maximum Impact. Wouldn't it be cool if that was like a real game? That's the end of. That's all I've got there. Yeah. All right. Uh, our next topic before the lightning round is uh, what is the Superman 4, the quest for peace of video games? Oh, God, that movie. Is that one of the ones we don't like? I haven't seen it. That was the uh, movie which basically killed the Superman franchise, uh, one of the most beloved franchises, which kind of dropped off in quality uh, with creative differences and uh, people pulling it in different directions. Did they it managed- have- they managed to corral the main people uh, back for one last go because of a uh, veiled environmental theme, uh, but it was just so horrible that it kind of killed one of the most beloved properties outright. Did it? Ha- I never beloved anything about No Superman, but did it have... Uh, was it the one where there were those aliens that turned into little flat disc things and then flew away? No. It was the one that had Superman... A piece of Superman's hair was being used to hold up... Uh, a ten-ton ball of steel in the Natural History Museum, mm-hmm. and they and uh, Lex Luthor stole the hair and then made a clone of Superman that was like yes. an evil Superman, <laughs> right? Yeah, is that right? That, that's the one. So Sonic uh, Sh- uh, Sonic Adventure Two with Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Like it that 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 game uh, was really bad. And, uh, I mean, there are people, man, so you can actually, like, mention that that game was bad in an article on a website such as Kotaku, and hundreds of people will tell you that you're wrong and that it's a fantastic game. I think all of those people were born after 1995. That's probably true. As well, so I think that's part of it. They should have thought about that before they they got born. They should have been born a little bit before 1995. yeah, the difference is that nobody says Superman 4 is a good movie. Oh, there's, there's, I'm sure there's somebody out there. There's got to there's yeah. be somebody. I've spoken to a lot of Superman folks. Uh, it's kind of the one thing everyone agrees. It sounds agrees. like a mistake to me. The kids who like Sonic Adventure 2 better than Sonic Adventure 1 or any other Sonic game, actually, like they literally will say that Sonic Adventure 2 is better than all the Genesis Sonic games. What? Like, no kidding. They actually say that. Actually, no. Let's let's go ahead and say Sonic 2006. 
Oh, is, okay. that, is that the one with Sonic gets... the Hedgehog? Yeah, that's the one everyone can agree is terrible. That's the one every. That's the one everybody hates. But 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 hang on. But there the franchise was like ruined them. before then, though. Is it was? But well, no, because people still liked Sonic Adventure two, and it sold well. Yeah, but then, there's stuff between those two games. There's like that one where you switch between the three characters. Sonic, Heroes. Sonic Heroes was yeah. really bad. Yes, yeah, it, it was. Nobody, nobody thought of it as the the real Sonic, um, which I think is is important. Is that true? Like, I thought I kind of thought that was like a core Sonic game. I re- I definitely remember people saying, "Yeah, but this is going to be a." You know, like a, a real Sonic is coming out soon. That's and then that was what Sonic 2006 was supposed to be. Yeah. Supposed yeah, Sonic to be like, 2006 was just titled Sonic. It was the just Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic mm-hmm. the Hedgehog, and it was really bad. And it had Silver in it, who was a mysterious uh, uh, Hedgehog that was from another planet. Who the future? Was, not another yeah. planet. So it's like uh, whatever. <laughs> the future. In the future, the planet is different. So, so that game. Definitely is, has sort of because you know the the evil clone Superman does he really have to be evil you know maybe he doesn't maybe Silver's not evil Silver's not evil is he though I'm not sure but uh yeah like that's the weird thing about Silver the Hedgehog <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so that that game uh have you ever noticed how they just every Sonic game's twist story is look. There's a different hedgehog. Yes. <laughs> there's, a, there's 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 another. They, we've got another one. There's was 2006 the one that had the 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 lady? Oh, Blaze the cat. No, I mean. No, it had the the human, human lady, lady that he makes out with at the end. Oh yes, that, yes, that's the one I. Think. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So so that was uh, kind of a moment there. I, I thought that was pretty hot, you know. I, I, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, oh yeah. You know, if you give me ten bucks, I'd jerk off to that. You know, why the <laughs> heck not? Like, like, well, I mean, like, but, is 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 there another video game franchise that were like, oh, there was a game and it ruined everything, and that's it? I mean, I can't. Like, Sonic's the only example I could think of of like a franchise going downhill as opposed to just sort of dying. Mm. Like, what else is there? I don't know. Sonic is definitely the biggest example of something that got totally messed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, I mean, I guess some people could try to say Final Fantasy. If anybody in the comments has mentioned that Sonic Colors was pretty good, you're banned from listening to the podcast forever because it was actually not very good. It's cool. still not there. It's not there. Not good enough. They've made car driving games that feel good and fast in 3D. Why can't we make a Sonic game that feels good and fast in 3D? It seems Just to be exceedingly difficult. Play more car games, developers. They got to get Yasuhara back on the on the on the situation. Well, they're not going to. I know they're not going to. I mean, Sumo Digital made that their uh, Sonic Racing game that just came out. Why People can't they? like that? Yeah, it's, can't... it's probably pretty good. I reckon. I want. Yeah. I want. I'm gonna play that. I think because those Sumo Digital guys, like they, they know what's they, up. They got deep into the the code of that outrun too, so that's that's a kind of a winning endorsement for me. Mm-hmm. 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 I one thing that sort of bothers me is when pe- whenever somebody mentions outrun two uh, on the internet, whenever some noobs mention it, they go mm-hmm. Sumo Digital's Outrun Two is a good example. This is like they didn't make that game. Let's no, let's be clear it. on that. 
I mean, no offense to those guys, because it's cool. And I got it on my Xbox, and I love the heck out of it. Yeah. But they didn't make that game. No offense, guys. You did not. I'm really offended that you would make that. I know who did make that game, okay? It's me. I've I've met the guys who made that game. They're cool guys. Here we are. (laughs) Woo! Ding dong. I made it. I made our run. Ding dong. Lightning round. (laughs) We're... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I gotta. I, I, I want to name something Ding Dawn. Final Fantasy 13 Lightning Returns round. Yes. Uh, this is uh, Bottom Line Review Board of Tourism Edition. I'm going to name a location from a video game, and you have to review it as if it were a vacation spot. Okay. I, we I am Board of Tourism. <laughs> we begin with Liberty City. Liberty City. Uh, not the safest place to live, but uh, a lot of, I don't know, a lot of good radio stations. Bottom line, it. Liberty City, don't go outside. I've got <laughs> it, I've got it. Ready? Yeah. Roam free in Liberty City. Granted, that <laughs> being a free roaming game. Yeah, oh, yeah, so, yeah. It's, so we're not reviewing uh, where yeah, we're, you could we're come promoting. Up with like a, you could come up with a slogan. I think that's Rome it. free. Well, what what are we doing? Is, are we promoting or are we reviewing? You're, you're the board of tourism. You're promoting. Okay, cool. Oh, oh right, of course. Uh, yeah. the, the flying island of Columbia from Bioshock Infinite. Uh, come, come check out the racism. <laughs> <laughs> Come for the superpowers, stay for the racism. Oh, Come for the oh, flying rocks, stay for the steampunk. Columbia. Not what I would the, do. Live the friendly sky. Ooh. <laughs> uh, monkey Island. Um, we got monkeys, what do you want? <laughs> you monkey like monkeys? Island. Monkey around on Monkey Island. <laughs> Perfect. Good. Okay. Yes. Sim City. Oh, man. Tired of Sim- the real city? Sim City. It's Sim City. It's what you make of it. Oh, oh, there it is. There, uh, there you go. So That's so lame. It's great. Yeah. Brinstar. Brinstar. Say more words about what that is. That's uh, the place in the... Metroid. That's the green oh, okay. place. No, yep. it's not the green place. Is it the green place? The no. Super Metroid we're talking about. It's in original Metroid as well. Because is that the planet that you're on in Metroid? Mm-hmm. No, it's one of the regions. Oh. Brinstar. I don't have any information about this. Brinstar, bring, Brinstar. Br- <laughs> Br- Br- now you're the star. No, bring, <laughs> bring your heart to Brinstar. <laughs> but don't leave it there. There you go. Midgar. Midgar. Yes, the city from Final Fantasy. Yeah, well, I know, I know that one. I've been there. So, Mid- having been there, okay, go ahead, yeah. Keep going. Oh, I haven't been there, so I was. Oh, you haven't been there? You could save us. Tim, you can't drink coffee in the little lightning round. <laughs> oh, How else is it going to be fast? It's about as lightning as I get. <laughs> I, I'm having trouble with these, I gotta admit to you. Yeah, this Midgar. is a, it's a tough lightning round. Um, uh, I like it, though. Let's see, Midgar. Midgar, it's not mid far. Yeah, you're no. never, you're never, you're never mid far from fun in Midgar. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Raccoon City. Raccoon City. 
Raccoon City, where uh, local wildlife pests are not a big problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Raccoon <funny>. City. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Halo. 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 Like Halo. The Halo World. Yes. Is that a place? Yes, it's the ring-shaped it's the ring. artificial yeah. world construct. It's On Halo world. world, you're Sonic the Hedgehog looping all the time. <laughs> really slow. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go slow. Master your chief on Halo. Sure. Little yeah. big planet. Little big planet. The littlest big planet in the world. <laughs> little big planet. It's I like win. Reno, but a planet. I win. It's yeah. the littlest big planet in the world. I mean, come on. That's basic. Adventure Island. Adventure Island certainly isn't a boring island. No. Try harder. <laughs> You'll have plenty of adventures on adventure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This is the dumbest thing we've ever done. Yeah, I think so. I think it's pretty good, though. It's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> River City. <laughs> River City. Uh, your god, fun we... will be held for ransom. <laughs> Whoa. I'm good at that. Brandon, River City. Better than Lake Town. Okay. And finally, the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> Get high at the Mushroom <laughs> Kingdom. No, yeah, I was going to go more subtly. Mushroom Kingdom. Eh? Eh? Mush mushroom <laughs> Kingdom. Bring a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> this has been episode... Hold on. I got I to... Gotta... Can you say that one more time, Tim? Mushroom Kingdom. Bring a pizza. There you go. This has been episode 57 of the Insert Credit Podcast. I'd like to thank Blaine Brown, our editor, for getting out our podcast and editing it up uh, in a nice and timely manner. Brain. Uh, watch the uh, in watch the Insert Credit website itself because I'll be posting a directory of episodes there for those of you not iTunes or RSS inclined. Way too late in the running, but I guess I'll finally get in on it. Um, you can. Oh, that would be cool. You can talk to us on uh, podcast at insertcredit.com, uh, send in your questions, and send in your votes for the best Super Nintendo game of all time, which we will, barring any uh, unforeseen circumstances, be doing next week. Yeah. Uh, that It's going to be super great, guys. Uh, I like stuff. It's going to be a great time. Super great. <laughs> We're not doing tourism slogans for the Super Nintendo, Tim. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you can you can hang out with us on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash icpodcast. You can follow us on uh, Twitter for our uh, during-the-rest-of-the-week video game-based japes. I'm at Good Alex. Jake. I'm Jake. at Alex Jaffe. Uh, Brandon's at Necrosofty. Frank is at Frank Cifaldi. Uh, Cifaldi, by the way, I don't say it enough, is spelled C-I-F-A-L-D-I. Oh, is and that it? <laughs> Tim is at 108. Uh, you can see Tim in the infomercial for Dive Kick. Just put Dive Kick into the YouTube and it'll probably come up. Right into the YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, you can hang out after the show if you're watching this live. And uh, for a Q&A session, if you're not, make sure you join us next week uh, so you can get in on that sweet, sweet action. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Savaldi. 
I'm Tim Rogers. And I'm Brad Hell. And now, you're playing with podcasts. Now bear my Arctic Blast. Now bear my Arctic Blast. <laughs> Podcast over, yeah!